Hi, welcome to the Noun Books Podcast. If this is your first time listening, you should know this is our second episode. And our first one, which you should totally go check out, is our summer book list. For our returning listeners, welcome back. We took quite the break there from our first one, but it was all for a good reason, as we're behind the scenes working to bring you more content and goodies in 2022. Before diving in into our fall reading recommendations, I want to take a moment to thank our listeners. You really showed up for the first episode, and I'm so grateful for your support, feedback, and your messages. I do hope you'll keep them coming, so don't be shy. Slide into our DMs, shoot us an email at podcast at nowinbooks.com, or leave a review if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts. Now, to the books. I don't want to brag, but I totally outdid myself on this one. In fact, I would say I overdid myself, which may be why this one is arriving a lot later than I intended it to. But you know how us readers can be. We have no discipline when it comes to good books. The first book on our list has such an interesting concept, it was impossible not to add it to the list. Never Saw Me Coming is a psychological thriller from debut author Vera Kirian. Our main character is Chloe, who seems like your typical hot girl next door. She's an 18-year-old incoming freshman, and she spends all her time doing yoga lattes, which is exactly what it sounds like, a combination of yoga and Pilates. Uh, she attends frat parties, and she spends an unusual amount of time plotting to kill a childhood friend who's wronged her in the past, one who she specifically have gone to this college to find. Chloe is a psychopath. She lacks empathy and can't comprehend emotions like fear or guilt. And she's not alone. Oh no, Chloe is one of seven psychopaths in this story. They're all a part of a clinical study that tracks their moods and movements in exchange for a free ride to college. During the course of the study, one of the students is found murdered, and that kicks off a dangerous game of cat and mouse, where Chloe and the remaining psychopaths go from being hunters to prey, and the prey in the situation is knocking them off one at a time. The story is told from multiple point of views, and each character takes center stage in a classic whodunit mystery that leaves you rooting. Uh, that leaves you in an unusual place, which is rooting for a would-be killer. I think this is going to be the perfect thriller to get into if you've just finished binging Netflix's hit show You. And I say think because I've actually not seen the show. Um, I know how is that possible when there's four seasons of it and everyone's talking about it. Uh, but I have commitment issues when it comes to new TV shows, uh, specifically on Netflix. As you know, if you use the platform, they tend to drop shows after the first season. And while you didn't originate on the platform and it's now four seasons in, uh, I'm still not convinced I personally need to see this show. But this is not about you. This is about Never Saw Me Coming, which I think you'll definitely want to add to your list. Next up is a name I'm sure you're familiar with, 
Colson Whitehead, the two-time Pulitzer Prize winning author of The Underground Railroad and The Nickel Boys, is back with the latest novel, Harlem Shuffle. It's a gloriously entertaining novel of heists, shakedowns, and rip-offs set in the 1960s of Harlem, New York. The story follows Ray Carney, and from all outward appearances, he seems to be an upstanding furniture salesman. Uh, He's trying to make a decent living for himself and his family, which happens to be growing. Very few people know he comes from a long line of crooks. His facade of normalcy has more than a few cracks in it, and these cracks are getting bigger and bigger as each day passes. Money has always been tight for Ray, but he has found ways to make ends meet. Uh, through his cousin Freddie, who is a interesting character in his own right, So he doesn't think much of getting tangled up in Freddy's latest scheme, which is to rob a hotel. Unsurprisingly, the heist doesn't go off as planned, and Ray finds himself with a new clientele of shady cops, vicious local gangsters, two-bit pornographers, and an assortment of Harlem lowlives. To navigate his double life, Ray has to avoid getting killed, save his cousin, and grab his share of the big score, all while maintaining his reputation as the go-to source for quality home furniture in his neighborhood. I found this to be a funny story that is one part family saga, a crime novel, and one part social commentary. It's also a love letter to Harlem, and I don't know if Harlem Shuffle is a Pulitzer Prize winning story, but I'm sure Colson Whitehead has another success on his hands. I'm sure this next one is on your list, if it isn't already on your bookshelf. Gabrielle Union is back with the follow-up to her mega-successful memoir, We're Gonna Need More Wine. In this new memoir, which is titled You've Got Anything Stronger, Gabrielle continues where her last book left off. It is October 2017, and at this point, her first book has already come out. She's been dreaming and suffering from loss, everything from pets dying, her husband leaving her, and her struggles with conceiving. Now, in this book, it's four years later, she's a mom, she's raising two daughters, her husband has retired from basketball, her own career has expanded, and the world has changed significantly. The conversations in You Got Anything Stronger go a lot deeper than her previous memoir. She's more vulnerable, but at the same time, she still finds way to bring levity and make us laugh throughout. As far as topics go, the things that she covers are her latest challenges. She brings us along on a girl's night out. She opens up about her surrogacy journey and the birth of her daughter. And she takes on the racist institutions and practices that she's encountered in the entertainment industry. If you loved her first one, you're going to love this one too. And if you haven't read the first one, I highly recommend you try listening to the audiobook. You'll get to hear Gabrielle walk you through her stories, which actually makes for a more intimate experience. Next, we have a young adult novel from the New York Times bestselling author, Bridget Kemmerer. 
This novel is the start of a new fantasy series that will appeal to fans of Holly Black and Victoria Aveyard. It's called Defy the Night and follows an apothecary apprentice named Tessa Cade, who is tired of seeing the people around her die from the sickness that's ravishing their land. So she decides to take action and goes against the king and his crew brother who ignore their suffering and react brutally toward anyone who shows signs of rebellion. Together with her best friend Wes, they risk their lives each night to steal the only known cure for the sickness. But no matter how much they take, it isn't enough to keep everyone they love safe or alive. When the prince commits an act of unspeakable cruelty, Tessa becomes desperate and sneaks into the palace. She stumbles across secrets that make her wonder if it's possible to even fix their world uh, without destroying everything first. I found this to be a captivating new fantasy series, and it follows a lot of similar recipes that you see in young adult fantasy novels. At the same time, it does find a way to set itself apart. It was so good. It was selected as our September Young Adult Selection for our book club. So our Now in Books members have already received this one, and I hope they enjoyed reading it as much as we did. Next up is a spooky new read just in time for Halloween. But first, a brief break from our sponsor. This episode of Now in Books podcast is brought to you by us, not us the podcast. Us the service that delivers you a great new read each month. Become a member and get a diverse selection of titles paired with specially curated music, recommended books, movies, TV shows, plus fun activities like recipes, puzzles, and more. Get $10 off when you use code PODCAST on 3, 6, and 12-month prepay plans. Want to test it out? Join our mailing list and receive 25% off a monthly box. Visit nowinbooks.com to treat yourself or the readers in your life to a great new read today. Okay, welcome back to our fall must-reads list. We've got a spooky new read for you just in time for Halloween. This one comes from veteran young adult author Tiffany D. Jackson. Tiffany has several titles under her belt now. Three of them have appeared on our book club selections list. Those are Blackout, an anthology centering Black love, Grown, a story inspired by the case against R&B singer R. Kelly, and Monday is Not Coming, a ripped from the headline story focused on a missing Black girl. Tiffany's work is often inspired by the headlines, but this latest novel from her is kind of a new frontier. White Smoke is a chilling young adult psychological thriller and a modern take on the classic haunted house story. It's being compared to the likes of The Haunting on Hill House and Get Out. You should take those comparisons loosely. Our main character is Margot, also known as Mary. She and her newly blended family get a fresh new start when her mother accepts a job offer. 
the job offer comes with a free house. It's a start that Mary may need as she's haunted by the ghosts of her past. While their new home on Maple Street looks picture perfect, things aren't exactly what they seem. Not longer after they arrive, household items begin to vanish, doors close on their own, lights turn off, there's weird shadows, voices, and a foul odor only Mary seems to notice. Even worse, her younger sister keeps telling her about a friend who wants Mary gone. Creepy. And if the dangerous vibes inside the house isn't enough to freak you out, the town will, as it has its own secrets, secrets that are finding their way out. White smoke will give you chills as it tackles some frightening situations, social issues, and makes for a good discussion. If you're looking for a scare this Halloween, this new release has quite a few. If you like the work of Lucy Foley and Liz Moore, Katie Letary's debut thriller, Dark Things I Adore, will suit you just well. It's a gone girl-esque tale of atonement that proves that in the grasp of manipulative men, women may momentarily fall. But in the hands of fierce women, men will be brought to their knees. If that last line makes you think you're in for a kick-ass female lead, you're thinking right. This isn't a typical thriller that readers come to expect from the genre. It's a well-paced revenge story that unfolds in a unique way. Told between two shifting timelines, our first time being in 1988, we have a group of outcasts who are gathered at a small prestigious art camp located in the scenic woods of Maine. They're bright, hopeful, and teeming with potential but secrets and dark ambitions rise among them and the truths they tell over a campfire will come back to haunt them. Fast forward 30 years to present day 2018, we meet Max Durant. He's an art professor and he's on his way to his protege's remote home to view her graduate thesis collection. His student, Audra, is beautiful, brilliant, yet mysterious. Traits that both attract and frustrate Max. Being invited into her private world is a rare gift, a opportunity that Max plans to take advantage of. What Max doesn't know is that Audra has engineered the entire weekend together, every aspect right down to their every conversation they have, she's already planned. The reason she does this is because she knows Max's secrets, all of his secrets, and even though it won't be easy, she's going to make him pay for them. This psychological thriller tells three stories in a very unique way while exploring trauma, complicity, and the lines between victims and villains, inspiration, and theft. It was also our September Fiction Cup selection. Have you ever questioned who you are and how you got to be to where you are today? what decisions you made along that way, and what they cost you? If so, Emily Atami's debut novel, Fault Lines, may be relatable to you. In it, Mizuki is a Japanese housewife. She has a hardworking husband, two adorable children, and a beautiful apartment in Tokyo. It's everything a woman could want, 
yet she's unfulfilled after setting aside her dreams. And now she finds herself considering a leap off of her high-rise balcony over spending yet another night hanging laundry and not talking to her husband. Life stops getting boring for her when she meets and falls in love with a successful businessman who runs several restaurants. Through their developing love affair, Mizuki rediscovers freedom, friendship, and the electric pulse of the city she's always loved. But the further she falls in love and into their relationship, the clearer it becomes that she's living two lives. And ultimately, she's going to have to make a choice. Fault Lines is an emotional love story, at times funny, provocative, and startlingly honest. It's relatable and one that is going to resonate with a lot of women, particularly mothers, for its perspective on motherhood and the cost of a mother's desire. Fate binds two Black teenagers as they journey into a magical jungle in this next one. Ayanna Gray's Beasts of Prey is a blockbuster fantasy series in our October Young Adult selection. This story is going to feed your craving for a new African-inspired fantasy along the lines of Children of Blood and Bone, Raybeer, and The Gilded Ones. It follows Coffee, a teen girl forced to care for fearsome zoo creatures who's hiding a power inside of her that, if discovered, could cost her her life. And a con the second son of a decorated hero who's on a journey to uphold his family's legacy by becoming an elite warrior. One night, their fates intertwine. For Kafi, those she loves are threatened by the zoo's cruel master, and she finally unleashes the power within her. And Akan, on the night of his final rite of passage, his life is threatened during an encounter with a vicious monster that has plagued the city for nearly a century. Coffee steps in to save him by using her power to ward off the beast. Instead of arresting her, Akan chooses to let her flee, a decision that ends his hopes of becoming an elite warrior. Desperate to redeem himself, he vows to hunt down the beast and end its reign of terror. Meanwhile, Coffee believes finding it could be a key to solving her own problems. Each with their own motives, They agree to form an alliance and enter the greater jungle, a world seeped in wild, frightened magic and untold dangers. But when the hunt begins, it quickly becomes unclear whether they're the hunters or being hunted. You're in for an exciting journey with this one, and I'm not alone in thinking it, as Beats of Prey is currently being developed into a feature film by Netflix. It's one of a couple of books that Netflix has picked up over the last couple of months content for another episode. Netflix has really stepped up its game in the book to screen department and we love to see it. Speaking of Netflix, this next author knows a thing or two about working with them. Michaela Cole is the creator and star of I May Destroy You and Chewing Gum. If you've never heard of her or seen her work, I implore you to go do so. She's absolutely brilliant. For comparison purposes only, If you're a fan of Issa Rae's wit and offbeat humor on HBO's Insecure, you're going to love Michaela's Chewing Gum. I think I actually saw Chewing Gum before Insecure, but I'm not sure. I feel like they both came out around the same time, so I could be mixing things up. 
Before we get into her new book, a little background on her Netflix connection. Chewing Gum landed on Netflix and was a big hit. Her other series, I May Destroy You, was originally slated for Netflix as well, but she walked away from them and their $1 million offer for the show because they refused to give her a percentage of the copyright. The standoff was so big, she even ended her relationship with her agency who pushed her to accept the deal. It all ended up as a happy ending for Michaela, who pitched it to another network and got everything she wanted and more. But there's a really good lesson in knowing your worth and when to walk away, especially from big corporations. Now, onto her book. Misfits, a personal manifesto, is a passionate and inspired declaration against fitting in. It builds on the celebrated speech she gave at the Edinburgh International Television Festival when delivering the McTarget Lecture. Through Misfits, Michaela immerses readers in her vision through powerful allegory, deeply personal anecdotes, and she covers topics like coming of age in London, public housing, and discovering theater, as well as her love for storytelling. She also tells of her reckoning with trauma and metamorphosis and to championing for herself, inclusivity, and radical honesty. She brings her own personal brand of insight and wit while championing misfits everywhere with her coming to power manifesto dedicated to anyone who's ever worried about fitting in. This next one is another club pick and was our fiction selection for October. We Are Not Like Them by Christine Pride and Joe Piazza is an evocative and riveting novel about the lifelong bond between two women, one black and one white, whose long-held friendship is altered by a tragic event. Jen and Riley have been best friends since kindergarten. As adults, they remain as close as sisters, though their lives have taken different directions. Jen married young, and after years of trying, is finally pregnant. Riley pursued her childhood dream of becoming a television journalist, and she's currently on the path to becoming one of the first Black female anchors of the top news channel in their hometown of Philadelphia. But the deep bond they share is severely tested when Jen's husband, a city police officer, is involved in the shooting of an unarmed Black teenager. Six months pregnant, Jen is in a free fall as her future, her husband's freedom, and her friendship with Riley are thrown into uncertainty. Covering this career-making story, Riley wrestles with the implications of this tragic incident for her Black community, her ambitions, and her relationship with her lifelong friend. We Are Not Like Them is being compared to the likes of Tayari Jones in American Marriage, and Jody Picoult's Small Great Things, another comparison I would recommend not taking too literally. It's a powerful story with a lot to unpack as it explores race in America today and its devastating impact on ordinary lives. And of course, it makes for really good book discussion. I would be absolutely surprised if this next one is already on your radar. I haven't seen anyone talking about it, and that's kind of shocking. The author, Zach Smedley, is new to me and fairly new to publishing as this is only his second book. 
The first one, called Deposing Nathan, was a 2020 Lambda Literary Award finalist and praised in the New York Times Review. His new novel, Tonight We Rule the World, is a raw and moving story about abusive teen relationships, masculinity, sexual agency, and identity. It was pitched as speak for boys. I'm going to assume most of you are familiar with Laurie Anderson's YA novel, as it's widely popular, and I believe it's required reading in some schools, if not most. For those of you who may not be familiar with it, it's a story of a high school freshman who's sexually assaulted and struggles to process her trauma. In Tonight We Rule the World, Owen Turner is a loner until he meets and is befriended by Lily, an inspiring author who helps him find his voice, come out as bi, and settle into his autism spectrum disorder. Their close bond takes them through high school into their senior year, having navigated first love, and developing friendships along the way until they've amassed an inseparable friend group. But someone knows Owen's biggest secret, and his carefully balanced world starts to unravel when his school's administration finds out he was sexually assaulted at a class event. With an investigation underway and rumors floating throughout the school's hallways, Owen fears that his secret coming out will destroy the relationships he has with his friends, his families, and life as he knows it. This is a heartbreaking story and a very important one. It examines sexual assault and trauma from a male perspective, which I find unique and necessary. I honestly cannot recall a novel in the young adult genre where the victim has been male. So I think it's very important that this one is on people's radar, and I hope that you will pick it up. I want to say this next one on our list is a lighthearted read, but considering the roots that inspire the story are a bit dark, I'll let you decide. Skin of the Sea is Natasha Bowen's debut novel. It's a young adult fantasy inspired by West African mythology, and it's likened to Children of Blood and Bone, meets The Little Mermaid. Simi serves the gods as Mamiwara, a mermaid collecting the souls of those who die at sea and blessing their journeys back home. When a living boy is thrown overboard, Simi does the unthinkable, going against an ancient decree and saves his life. To protect the other Mamiwara from suffering punishment for her actions, Semi must journey to the Supreme Creator to make amends. But danger lurks at every turn, and she must brave vengeful gods, treacherous lands, legendary creatures, and something that would rather see her fail. And of course, there's the boy she rescued, who knows more than he should. That seems lighthearted, right? As long as you don't look too closely at carrying souls of those who've died at sea to the other side. And honestly, the original version of The Little Mermaid is pretty dark. So I think this one is good. <laughs> Skin of the Sea is a story of magic and adventure. It's steeped in traditional African beliefs and myths. And it's full of legendary creatures. Black gods, shapeshifters, fairies, monsters, and mermaids. Yes, black mermaids. 
I can count on one hand the number of stories I know that feature Black mermaids. This one will be available November 2nd. We've reached the last novel on our list, and I'm actually quite saddened by that. This one is called All of Us Villains by Amanda Foody and Christine Lynn Herman. This dynamic duo has penned a dark tale of ambition and magic, perfect for the fans of the Hunger Games and V.E. Swab's villain series. And when I say the Hunger Games, I mean that. All of, the, all of Us Villains shares a lot in common with the Hunger Games, but it comes with a few twists, of course. In the Hunger Games, we get victors. and All of Us Villains, we get villains. And magic and the blood veil. Every generation, seven families compete in a tournament to the death for control of high magic, the most powerful resource in the world. In previous years, while one family has won nearly every tournament, this year the release of a salacious tell-all book has spilled all the family secrets, giving the up their six family champions a way to win. This is a two-part book series, and I have to warn you, if you're not a fan of cliffhangers, this one has one. But it's a fun, twisty read that shouldn't be missed, and you can catch it on November 9th. If you like this episode and want to hear about more great reads, be sure to follow us on Apple, Spotify, or whichever podcast platform you listen on. And if you want to receive great books like this each month, join Now in Books and save $10 off of three plus month subscriptions with code podcasts. Or join our mailing list at nowinbooks.com and get 25% off to try one month. Until next time, readers, keep flipping those pages.